Hello and welcome to Springboard with Virtual University. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard led by Comfort. This is your most inspirational show and that place where the biggest minds in the world converge. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation and proudly sponsored by Enterprise Group Enterprise Your Advantage, MTN Pulse, Just B, UMB Bank, celebrating 50 years in banking and Central University Ghana's premier private Christian university, our media partners, the multimedia group, and the graphic business. Here we are today in the money, money, money edition <laughs> of Springboard, your virtual university, talking about securing your financial future. Listen, if you know somebody who doesn't need this conversation, they're not alive. Securing your financial future. We'll focus on the need, the how, the why, the benefits, the principles, and the process of ensuring that in future you will never be hungry or broke. And that is the focus of today. And let me give you one hint before I introduce my guest. If it is true that the length of your retirement is 18 years, then if you don't take this conversation seriously, it could be a bleak midwinter for you. My guest, Managing Director of Enterprise Trustees, Mr. Joseph Ampofi, they call him Big Joe. Big Joe, good to see you. Good to see you, good to see you. Always, from, always excited to be here. Indeed, indeed. From the intro alone, how important is a conversation about the financial future? It's actually the engine. If you take a car, for instance, and... Uh, you put everything else in a car, and then you have, and you want to be able to move without, without the fuel, it, it will do nothing. So you can do all the aesthetics, you can have all the, the beautiful things that you, you would want to see in a car. But once that car doesn't have the fuel to be able to move, it won't. So uh, financial security, or you know, what would, it's 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 actually what drives human behavior and human lives. And without it, there's nothing anyone can do. Why is it important at this stage in our lives and our nation and the world at large, discussion about financial security and the financial future? Where we are right now is simply saying that we are, um, in terms of our economy and our challenges, it is simply financial. And the fact that uh, we, we seem to be looking for, for the resources to be able to keep the lights on and, and to be able to, to do other things that is required. And so as an individual, and here I'm talking about different segments of individuals, because you could be in your 20s, you could be in your 30s, you could be in your 40s, 50s, even 60s or 70s. The question is that my next step that I need to take, might, I might have to be able to part away with some financial resource to be able to make it work. And, and without it, so whether I'm going to go to school, or whether I'm even, I have a job, I even need to go to the office, you know, or here's a case where I've even retired and I even want to go for an engagement or even my daughter, my, my grandkids' um, graduation. Everything boils down to resources and having the financial muscle to be able to do whatever you need to do. Interestingly, you talk about the fact that whatever it is that you are doing, even if you're not retiring, your next stage may require cash or resources to do what your, your plan is. I stumbled on a statistic from the U.S. Census Bureau that suggested that 49% of adults, especially those in the sensitive bracket of between 55 to 65, had no personal retirement savings. And if I juxtapose that against what you just said, why do people defer discussions and preparation for their financial future at the early stages of their lives? And very often, maybe until it's even too late. Um, it boils down to having a savings culture. And, and quite clearly, um, whether you live abroad or here, naturally, um, we like to consume. And, and we like to be able to, to virtually um, spend whatever it is that comes within, within reach. And so by the time we realize that our sources of revenue or however we, we earn the income, no longer exist or it's sort of like coming to its tail end, then we begin to ask ourselves, hey, so what am I going to do next? And the age bracket that you mentioned, probably at that particular time, the question is that I'm 55, 
I probably have, according to, our, to Ghana and our former retirement age, 60. So I just have five more years of salary to be able to take. How am I going to be able to do A, B, or C? And maybe A might be, I have a pension baby. What is going to happen in terms of fees? Or I am building uh, this house, and I decided to build some eight-bedroom house because I wanted to show that I am the, you know, the director in, in, in my business, and I'm 55, and I have to finish this eight-story building. And, and my children are probably probably off to university, so I have to finish the building to show that, yes, I was a director wherever I was. So quite clearly, um, you, you realize that at these stages, to be able to fund these these things, then you begin to worry and say, I don't have that much time. But when you're younger, you don't think about those things because yours is about consumption. Oh, there's this beautiful 55-inch, you know, television that has come. Oh, there's this beautiful BMX series, you know, that has come that I must be seen to be to be sitting in, you know. And, you know, um, you, you go and rent an apartment and you are by yourself and you're like, oh, I need to rent a two-bedroom apartment you know, a three-bedroom apartment in a particular area to show who I am. So I think it's more to do with our taste and our wants, which overrides the needs, you know, and that is where we tend to find ourselves in a problem. By the time we get to almost retiring, we are then in a panic mode as to we haven't really resolved our needs properly, you know, and that's where we get into panic mode. So, yes, in terms of um, why we don't seem to, think about our retirement much earlier, it's simply because one is the knowledge there. Are people told? Are people given information? What's the financial literacy uh, solutions that people get? You, you realize that the formal sector, largely to some extent because of the mandatory nature that uh, is, um, solutions are put in place, there's some cushioning to some extent. So people would finish and they'll probably retire on a their uh, uh, tier one uh, benefits and then also have a tier two uh, solution. So that gives them a sense of I've been preparing for retirement. But when you start actually utilizing that money to live on, then you realize that, hey, it's probably not enough because I didn't do enough prior to be, being, being, being retired. So maybe those are some of the considerations. So if I understand you well, you're seeing that people generally have a consumption culture, actually when they are younger, and only wake up when, you, when they are getting old and it's getting too late. Exactly. And you are seeing that from the, the formal sector, even if you are not interested, there is an, a mandatory system that lays up a tier for you exactly. for your retirement. But you are seeing that the mandatory system, the snake that you typically will be relying on from calculations, will most likely not be enough to meet your needs. So, so let me. Some people have a misconception about uh, about Taiwan, which is SNIP. I'm earning a thousand Ghana cities. From the principles, it's an insurance that SNIP is. The Taiwan is actually insurance, and it's not a hundred percent insurance. Basically, what they're saying is that when you get to retirement age, the insurance there for for SNIP and Taiwan is, I will pay you at most sixty percent of your best salary that you were earning. So if it was a thousand Ghana cities that I was earning, which means that I would now be living with 600 Ghana cities at best. Okay, oh, and, and that is what it is. Some people on the, uh, feel as though, well, I was earning a thousand Ghana cities and therefore I could send a hundred Ghana cities to Antia, spend 200 Ghana cities at Antimuni, you know, and then go to maybe Bloomba and spend 300 Ghana cities and do other things with it. Now, I retire, and I realize that I'm left with only 600 Ghana cities. So, Antia, um, who I used to send the 100 Ghana cities to, now what do I do? Because I'm now chairman of a funeral that they've called me to go and sit under, or outdooring, and they say, oh, you are the one to come and be the naming person. So, I have to be able to give money. But my 1,000 is now 600 Ghana cities. And I used to spend on 1,000. So, what do I do now since it's just 600? So those are some of the challenges where people just think about the fact that Taiwan is an insurance and the insurance is capped. And the cap is not more than 60% of what you were earning. Right. But really, the statistics are also saying that for you to have a comfortable retirement, you must have at least 75 to about 80% of your present income saved. So there are many other things that you need to do which probably would take up. And I mean, 
for us in Ghana, it's even a challenge because a thousand Ghana cities in December, mm. if I give you that thousand Ghana cities today, which means that it cannot possibly purchase the items that I, I did in December. So which means that for me, I would need a little bit more than a thousand Ghana cities today. So if I just saved on 600 Ghana cities, then I'll have a problem. And that is where most of us today in the formal sector are finding ourselves. I mean, the statistics that we run show that since 2010, where the private sector started paying benefits, we've noticed that most people are just retiring on the mandatory component of their, their, their retirement uh, possibilities, which is just the tier one and the tier two, just sticking to the, to the normal um, 5% contribution and the employer matching with 30 and a half. They're forgotten all about the fact that government said, I'm giving you an opportunity where you can build your personal pension or your personal savings up to 60.5% and it's tax-free. So you don't pay taxes on it. So which means that at least by the time you're going to retirement, there is a 35% cushion aside all the other savings things that you need to do. And that is what unfortunately most people are not doing. They're just simply focusing on the mandatory, and as I said, because we like compulsion, you know, so compulsion is, if it's deducted from, from salary and the law says this one, then I'll do it. But if it's voluntary nature and come on your own, it's like, ah, this one, let me go and buy a bottle of beer. So what you're saying is that the, the, the part you said that caught my attention is that there are peculiar costs that are associated with retirement or aging. Yes. The, the one, you call it to be chairman as a family, oh, you can't can say you go oh, for now. And don't forget, you also have traditionally, as you're going as chairman, also to turn tomorrow. Yes. So you might have to buy a new cloth. And the kente seller to is coming to you and say, oh, I'm moving a new kente for you. Because you're going to be uh, your, your grandson or your granddaughter. You're, the, uh, you're going to name the child. So you're also putting your best cloth. It's not for free. You have to buy it. You pay for it. And it would seem that at that point, your, your medical bills tend to be higher. Uh, there's one interesting conversation I had with a retiree recently. And, and he said, Joe, it's interesting, but when I was at work, my salary never paid for my fuel. Oh, okay. I said, why is that the case? He said, oh, my office, they give us um, vouchers. You know, so they give us thumb, like a, a card, like yeah. a thumb card or a fuel card. So every month, you they'll fill it up and I go and I purchase. So it wasn't part of my salary. But now that I've gone to retirement, that, that uh, you know, I was expecting to see that, that, Tom Card being, you know, continuously funded. But the day when I, I finished my, my work, that was it. And I realized that that 60% of my salary that I'm, I'm earning for Taiwan and even my, my tier two lump sum that was paid for me, that is what now I have to spend on fuel. And fuel prices are shooting up. So something that wasn't planned for, it's even not part of my current salary consumption or expenditure, let me put it that way, all of a sudden now it's a new introduction. Is it a fair thing to say that people, most people do not actually know how much they need to retire on? To be honest with you, yes. And, and the problem with that is that you can estimate to some extent, but quite clearly, even if you estimate, um, the system also has some changes that automatically happens. So, so right now we are having to pay three times or two times what you are budgeted for your fuel. Okay, and you go to the market today and you and you, you are purchasing certain items for for the, for the home. All of a sudden, um, it's now gone about two or three times. So it is possible that you might estimate to say, well, I might just go out once a week. But now the cost of that once a week is such that it wasn't something that you had, you had planned for. Yes, so most people actually don't really sit down. And I think the bottom line is, do people have a financial plan? Right. So let's go on to the need for a plan. I mean, only 12% of people yeah. apparently have written retirement plans in place. You know, I did some research on 
on statistics that relate to retirement and financial planning, the more I read it, the more, the more troubled I became. Because it didn't get any better. It, it seemed to me, and I'll tell you why this conversation is very important. Um, Big Joe, we've had conversations on this show about preparing for the future. And we've had people calling and say, you know what, my heart is broken. Because if somebody had told me this 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I would have made different decisions. If I people call us off air and say, you know what, people think I'm fine, but maybe, maybe. And you know people talk about this, such strong emotion. So yeah. you've made a commitment here at Springboard that every single year we will have a discussion about financial security for the future, preparing for retirement, and sometimes the people calling to open up to us are very well educated. But they say, listen, nobody told us. Almost like the story of the person who says, the, the, the biblical story of the guy who says, you know what, you go back and tell my Lazarus and Abraham, they must do something because this is a serious matter. Yeah. How critical is it for anyone, no matter what they are earning, to have a written plan? And what must be, what must that plan have? So, the, the most obvious is, what do you want the plan to achieve? So, and, and remember in the beginning when we started the conversation, I said, anyone listening to us now might be on different age segments. So you could be 20, you could be 40, you could be 50, and you could be 60. And the question is that I don't have a financial plan. So the very first thing is, okay, so why do I need a financial plan? So depending on your age bracket, your, your goal, and then your financial plan, there, there could be a short term, there could be medium term, and then it could be a long term. So let's say I'm young, so my short term plan is I want to be able to acquire a vehicle. Let me put it that way. Now, your processes of acquiring that vehicle means that you need to be able to save something a little bit more today to, to make it. So once you do that, then the next question that you ask yourself is, Okay, so I know I want to be able to end this vehicle. Today, how much do I have? Do I have any loans? Did I, you know, take a loan to purchase some TV or somebody came to the office and said, oh, they are selling kettles, they are selling, there's this new shoe, but you can pay every single month a little bit amount. So what, what's my net position today? When I take a look at all, everything that I have and I take a look at how much it is that, um, I have to pay out. What's my net position? Once you've done that, I said, okay, so now that I know my net position, this goal that I want to achieve, whether the short-term goal, the medium-term goal, and the long-term goal, what do I need to do? I need to change my spending pattern. So you now put together a certain budget to be able to try and meet, meet it. And then in the budget, you also have to put in certain contingencies because, and that's one thing that I picked up uh, in, in this particular regard. For people who are in the formal sector, and uh, there are also people in the informal sector, but the formal sector workers, they get salary revisions every single year. What happens is that the top-up in that revision could be used to go into part of planning for this your short-term or your medium-term goal. But immediately, what happens is that it goes into consumption. So someone started earning national service, 600 Ghana CDs, 700 Ghana CDs. And that person owns an iPhone, which is 3,000 Ghana CDs. Ask me how they got it. Probably through some facility or whatever it is. But the person now starts earning, gets it, their first job, and they start earning 1,005, 2,000 Ghana CDs. And they said, oh, let me change my iPhone to something else. So instead of that top-up salary that came, we should go into part of the, the budget savings, you know, and into some investment vehicle, they now take it into consumption. So the care about putting together a budget is that you must be consistent. Okay. You know, consistency is very, very, is very, very important. So now you have your financial, you, you, you know what goal you want to get, you've drawn up your budget, you now start looking and say, okay, so what are my income levels, what do I need to be able to put in? And don't forget, because of the economy that we are in, um, today, when we started a few uh, months ago, inflation was somewhere in the teens. It was even somewhere, sometimes single, single digits. Today, it shot up to almost about 31% and counting. 
So as you're also trying to put money together, put money aside, you've also got to tell yourself, hey, I need to increase that amount I'm putting aside every single time because I need to put some cushion in because of the value of the, of the goal that I said I wanted to. Because sometimes you say, I need 10,000 Ghana CDs. But when you started this, when you put together the budget, you should also say that, hey, in the event this 10,000, by the time I get the 10,000, the value that I wanted it will probably be 15,000. So you've got to be able to put in a plan which enables you to escalate your contributions as and when you go in. Then there's this thing about, somebody also says, part of the plan is to say, what if this happens? Would my plan be derailed? And the easiest way to mitigate it is for you to purchase certain solutions. And I'll give you an example. So here's a young couple, okay? They're married, they have kids, but here the, the couple, both of them have parents. So they decided that they'll put together this plan that I'm talking about. But then here's a case where they've decided that we'll save every single month because they have a goal of, let's say, building a home and buying a mortgage. So they're putting together their, their deposits one way or the other. Then five, two years down the line, the parents or one of them knocks off. Where are they going to get the money for the funeral? So in the plan, you've got to ask yourself, how do I protect myself in the event some of these things occur? You must be able to buy the right insurance and say, I need a life insurance. First of all, I have a family. I need a life insurance solution. I need a funeral insurance solution. Because if I'm a young couple and any of us pass on, a spouse, either the man passes on or the female or the wife passes on, obligations will fall on either partner. So there must be a life insurance solution that we, that we should have. Secondly, if any of our parents go, Eja, they'll call us to be able to contribute. And if I happen to be the first child, that's even worse. So where do I pick the saving? Do I derail my savings because I need to bury my mother and my father? You know, but if I was putting together the cost of having to purchase that funeral insurance, it's negligible as opposed to funding the entire funeral from your savings. I'll tell you what, this, when they say you have either hit the nail right on the head or scratched the, <laughs> the part where it hurts people the most. I had, I had a, a friend call me and say, I am in financial distress. And I say, really? He's, what happened? He says, I, you look at it, and I had a plan. He shared a plan with me. This plan was whole. But first, one parent died. And he says, because there was nobody. You are talking about insurance. I mean, of course, that person didn't mention insurance. He said there was nobody. So literally, the funeral ended up on my shoulders. Yeah. And he says, I spent all my reserves and had to borrow to do the funeral. Yeah. And while I was recovering small, small, use the word small, small, from the first one, a year later, the other parent who died. Exactly. And I had to borrow again. And if you add the cumulative indebtedness yeah. from both funerals, he says, if nothing happens, it will take me three years yeah. to finish paying the cost of the two funerals. And you are saying, it needn't be that it way. It needn't be that way at all. You know, we always tell ourselves that um, it's, it's always a challenge um, to really say, I'm going to do a funeral policy. So does it mean that I'm wishing that my parent dies? No. You are actually saying, hey, let me protect my savings that I have because I will be called upon to... to to handle this. That's a relative life. It, 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 nobody else would. No, you, you can't call a friend and say, go and do the funeral for me. You know, you, you would have to be able to do it. So, question is that if I can part away with 50 Ghana cities, 20 Ghana cities a month, which sort of like gives me some, you know, cushioning when the event happens, why not? So, those are one area. The other side, the, other, the same couple you are talking about, I mean, and this is, this recently happened on a, on, on, on a platform that I'm on where, um, a church member, unfortunately, um, they've gone to, uh, they've actually gone out. When they came back, they live in a story building and the, the, the whole flat got bent, you know. And, and unfortunately, there was no sort of insurance. And this is, you know, it's a very sad story because when we looked at it, and then we are asking, we are asking ourselves to, you know, contribute mm -hmm. and put together. You know, you ask yourself and say, well, even if, the whole flat was 
50,000 Ghana cities. The premium that would have solved or brought that thing back was 300 Ghana cities, 400 Ghana cities, 500 Ghana cities. You know, so if you look at the contributions that we're making, you're like, you know, sometimes if we ask, and that's also because we also don't know some of these things, but really to ensure your building or to ensure where you lay your head, really, it costs next to nothing. It's far cheaper than even a car insurance. Far, far cheaper. Car insurance are between somewhere between 5 to 7% of the value. Home insurance is zero point. Sometimes it's not even 1% of the, of, of the value of the property. And it is covered. But these things don't happen. But when they do happen, the question is, imagine if this person had done it and here's a case where you at least had 50,000 Ghana CDs. You will not be laughing. You will lose the pictures, those pictures you took, which you can never get back. But at least the mattress you have to lay your head on, the clothes you need to wear, you know, the shoes that at least you need to walk to wear to walk around. I mean, those basics can easily be replaced and at least you can have some peace of mind. But now you are thinking and you are, and, and the famous thing, hmm, hmm. Same way, funeral, something happened. Hmm. And then you are crying. It's very soon. When the <laughs> when, when you see a funeral and and Burma news super, you understand it's that it's not always it's not always emotional. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, the thing is how am I going to fund this? Because I need to be able to bury my mother. I need to bury my father. So these things are are pretty key. They just give you a coaching, and that's what we believe that solutions that are offered, you know, provide you with that sort of cushion. I mean, at Enterprise Group, we feel that from Cradle, when you are born, right, we are there with you right through to when you, you, we actually lay you down peacefully, you know, for you to continue your next journey. You know, so we have solutions in there which help. But as we're talking about the, the plan, the question is that how am I sure that I don't get derailed if some of these things happen? So when you take an insurance policy, it's not because it's a fancy thing to do, but the, the premium that you are spending is actually saying that I want to protect my savings because I don't know when this thing might happen. I'll tell you what. I remember a story that I would never... I mean, it, it, it shook me like something. Somebody says, I fired my general manager. And I said, why? He said, I built a factory at Spintex. And they brought a quote for insurance. And it was cool. The guy says, oh, I'll go on Monday and go and negotiate. He says, listen. He says, oh, don't worry. Say, I'll, I'll talk to them. And then buy some unbelievable stroke of events, there was a fire over the weekend and lots of properties were damaged. Now, on Monday, go and negotiate. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, know, I fired him, but this, I, sh- I should have gone beyond firing him. Know, I should have fired I, him. I, 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 have, fire I, have, him. I have a personal story and this happened very early in my insurance career where there was a client who was doing comprehensive insurance, you know, and I used to be the officer that the person would come to. And after the third year, the person came and said, look, Joe, this thing is useless. I said, why? He said, every year I'm paying, nothing happens. I want a third-party insurance. I said, oh, but why would you? He says, no, 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 I want a third-party insurance. So he comes in the morning at 10. He says, the, renewal, the policy was expiring today. He says, convert it. I want a third-party. I'm tired. You put it. I said, okay, no problem. So he paid a reduced premium. The guy walked away laughing. Then around 7 p.m., he calls me. Hey. I said, what's the problem? I have an accident. I said, where? Adenta. He showed me housing down area. You know, there's a car that crossed him and he's run into a home and stuff like that. I said, are you all right? He says, yes. I said, nobody going injured. He says, oh, nobody going injured. I said, okay, then that's fine. That's the most important thing I want to hear, that nobody go into Then as he had settled, I said, so the vehicle says, Charlie, the wall, the wall is even on the car. He doesn't want to look at it. I said, okay. I said, please go to the police station. I want the police to record the time of the accident. I said, you know why? Your policy expires at 12 midnight. You spoke to me at 7 p.m. Go and get a police report to confirm. Your comprehensive policy is still active till 12 midnight. Are you serious? This is like Simeo. This is like Simeo. You, 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 you know, and, 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 you know, I was, and I remember how passionate we had had this conversation in the morning. 
you know, and you could tell from his face that as far as he was concerned, this is a solution that didn't give him the value what he thought he, he had. And that's because he must be told that it will happen before he comes. And that's not how insurance works. You know what? When I come back from this break, we will take our time and start from the beginning and construct step by step. Because this is, it's a serious matter, I'll you. I have this book in my hands. It's called Snakes and Ladders. One of our books that comes yeah, up and I. Yeah. And you know the funny thing about Snakes and Ladders? It talks about how you can climb up. And then just when you got to like 72, Bum. one incident can bring you back to seven. And there was some snake bee that I will never forget. It was at 99. It can bring you to like two. In fact, when we come back from this break, whoever you are listening, we will start from the starting point because it can get very confusing and the funeral and then personal and then and then vehicle and then and then and the motor and then and then the housing let's take our time yeah. where do you start from step two step three hopefully by the end of this program at least you will be comfortable in the position where your future cannot be derailed by one incident please don't worry hello Valued customer. Hmm. ASMO. The entire customer service team is out for lunch. Please call back in four hours. What? Me nana be di akona mama me bad service ano. Me kokra. Ah nana. With Bounce from Enterprise D, you will love the customer service experience cake. I am available for you 24-7 on the Enterprise Advantage app, the Enterprise website, and on WhatsApp number 055-400-1924. Hello? Babs. Chat with Babs from Enterprise, your contact for insurance, pensions, funeral, and property solutions from the Enterprise Group. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. <laughs> when you can be anything, who will you become? When you can go anywhere and never feel alone, how far will you go? When you have the means to make your dreams real, when will you start? When your voice can reach every ear, who will you inspire? When your money can travel faster and further than you ever could, where will you send it? When you can tell a story in every language, which ones will you tell? When nothing can stop you, and everyone's behind you and, and the, the whole world, world awaits, awaits you. you don't go alone go with us everywhere, everywhere you, you go. go Aquaba UMB is proud to offer you the best business solutions possible. We have been excelling in serving Ghana since 1972, and our sole interest is to make your business succeed. We are committed to making you to become number one in any sphere of business or enterprise you are pursuing. With our experience in growing some of the biggest SMEs in Ghana, we can support you become the business leader in Okaishi, Xiaomi, Abusokai, or any of the SME enclaves in Ghana with our SME solutions. Our latest SME loans allows you to take a loan backed by the value of your cash flow and inventory so you can increase your trade efficiently. Speak to our business bankers or visit any of our branches now. UMB Bank, you first. Welcome back to the Money, Money, Money edition of Spring Body Version. <laughs> this is my good friend, Big Joe Ampofo from the Enterprise Trustees, the Managing Director, helping us to unpack what is probably the most important conversation of your life about your financial future. This is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and proudly sponsored by the Enterprise Group, MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, Central University, with media support from the multimedia group and the graphic business. Anyone is listening tonight and saying, you know what, you help me, help me, I need help. And that's what you are there for, Enterprise Trustees. The person who is listening to say, okay, step one, step two, it doesn't matter who they are. What should they do? Okay, so let me begin by saying I'm talking to Kojo and Ama, who probably are working. Um, Kojo owns a store, and then Ama also um, um, owns, a, or let's say, is an employee of, of a company. So Kojo, for instance, who owns a store, or maybe is a, a tailor, or probably is also a mechanic, is asking. So this whole big English that we are talking about, how did they get part of it? So he, for instance, Kojo doesn't have a solution like the former sector worker, you know, for him to be able to dial into a, a Taiwan or a Tai 2 solution. 
But simply put, all you can do is could you, you can dial star 714 star 333 hash and start slow down. Star uh, 714 star 333 hash. This is a simple USSD solution that Kujo, who is a tailor, who is a mechanic, who is somebody who is running their own business. I can run my own consultancy that I'm doing. I'm a lawyer. You know, I'm running my own stuff, you know, or whatever it is. I just set up my own account where I contribute consistently over a period of time any amounts that I, I, I choose to post. So you're saying that from the comfort of your home, listening to this program yes. as we speak, you can take your young phone, you can take your any phone you have, and dial star 714 star 333 hash. Yes. And it will allow you to open a personal pension account. That's yes. what you're saying. Exactly. And you determine how much you want to put you in. You determine how much you want to put in. Because the, the beauty about this solution is we are not compelling you to be able to, say, do 50 Ghana CDs or 100 Ghana CDs because you see, you need to be able to determine, like as you've gone through the objective that we put together, we, we rightly said you should be able to put together an amount that you know will be consistently done every single month. When we receive that, we then put that money to use in terms of investing it to give you a certain return over a certain period. So that's one. And that I talked about Kojo, right. who is doing his own thing. Now, before you go on, so the person who dials and sets up a pension plan, when they want to contribute, when they want to pay their premium, must they come to your office? You don't need to walk into our offices, no. Sit in the, comp the same way as you sat uh, in the, at the edge of your bed or even in your shop on your phone. You also do the we do Momo transaction and it, and, and it hits your account. You get a notification, okay, simply telling you how much is that you contributed. And then you also are able to check on your statement. And I'll see, come to that. So, so, so from end to end, from your home? You're there. You don't need to move. Our offices are, are located. Enterprise uh, uh, trustees is around. But you don't need to walk because you're going to take a, 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 a... You take an Uber, you take a taxi, you take a trotro. It's money you're spending. You so don't that, need to come. So put that money right yes. in the account. Put that money in the, right in the account. Nice. I must say, sounds nice. Sit where okay, you are. So that, that's a first tip. Sit where you are. Now, let's say you, you have more than a yam. You, you have a, 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 a more sophisticated phone that you can you have access to an Apple um, the the store the Apple store or the uh, the Google store. Here's a case where we are simply saying download the Enterprise Advantage app. You know once you go to your Play Store or your, or the Google store you see it there, Enterprise Advantage app. Once you download you put in your details you register, and there you go to the Enterprise Trustees page pensions. And you set up your personal pension account. That as well, you sit in the comfort of your home. You are not moving from anywhere. You are not going to say, uh, um, send me your GPS location. You can do all that, but you don't need to. I'll tell you what I love about this. And it's a very simple matter. The amount and time you would have spent traveling to the office yeah. and back. Add that money to the amount you're investing. Thank you very much. And you get more money. And you account. get more money in your account. And it's your own money. And I like the part also about statement. I think that exactly. I've, I, I did a research that showed that one of the biggest inspirations for lifestyle change is when people get a statement. That shows you that the little you've put in so far, it has reached here. It's, it's, it works both ways. There are, there are some people too, when they see the statement, they say, oh, it's a community wall. We've had situations where somebody says, oh, Oh, eh, oh, so this money, how can I get it? I'm like, but you put this money there for retirement. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So it works both ways. But the beauty about it is you can be able to see the value of your asset grow. Do you reinvest the money to prevent people from destroying themselves? Let me use those words advisedly. I know. I'm dying to say, why are you talking about tomorrow? I'm just being honest. Well, well yes, there, there are some withdrawal considerations. And we expect that once you're putting this money aside, it is for long term. And therefore, you cannot have it like, an, it's not like an, it, let me put it this way. The fund doesn't work like an ATM, where I just walk there today and say, okay, give me 10 CDs out of my money today. Give me 20 CDs out of the money today. When you do that, then it means that you kill the opportunity for you to grow the asset via compound interest. So, yes, there are withdrawal rules, and I believe that it's uh, the few, uh, a few, it must be there for some months, uh, uh, and we'll set the minimum, the minimum uh, period is there where you allow the money to be able to grow and invest.
for, for your own benefit. Have you had a success story where somebody, when you mentioned ATM, I was laughing because it, it would seem that as long as people know they can cash their money, it will be a temptation because the next thing that comes, anytime you, you know that you have some money somewhere, if you don't know, you don't know. But when you know you have money somewhere, there's always a thought that, ah, now I'm in Kohiska here. So, so, so I, I can imagine that people would always think of that one, and you always would try to also put impediments in their way to prevent them from spending as it were their pension money. But have you had somebody come back to you and say, thank you for, for preventing me, this is what I've been able to do? So we started this business in 2012. I mean, yes, the government, uh, the, the laws were changed, but then private sector pensions actually began in 2012. That's when we started uh, receiving contributions. So for us, 10 years was when we now started out to start paying benefits, and we are actually in our tenth year. So there are some people, yes, there are some people that have seen their statements. And the beauty about seeing your statements, and when they saw it, they realized that today their returns are almost about fifty to sixty percent of their total contributions that they've put in. That means that if you have put in cumulatively, let's say a thousand CDs, your money is now thousand five. Is that what you're saying? Well, you're, you're, you're looking, you're, yes, and, and quite clearly the point is that they ask themselves that if they had taken a little bit out of it, it would have reduced that effect. Right. You know, so quite clearly you notice that when people take a look at their total value, then I'm, and I'm being very uh, um, um, conservative here, quite clearly they realize that, wow, their total value, when you look at it, contributions make up just about between 40 to probably about 55%. The rest of it is the interest that has accrued on it. You know, so it tells you that if you consistently put money into a vehicle and you don't um, go back at it to be able to hit at it, it will grow and then give you the appreciated returns that you have. We currently are in a, a challenge where um, inflation is actually running away from us. But as investment managers, we're also doing our best to ensure that we keep the value of the pension assets that we hold in check. It is difficult, but it's something that we are, we are also quite determined and trying to deploy some vehicles to be able to, to, to get us to do it. So from the perspective of Kojo, he's fine. He sits in the comfort of his office. He dials star 714 star 333 hash if he has a YAM phone. If he has a more sophisticated phone, he goes onto the app to download the app. Now let's talk about Akusia, who is an employee of a firm. And, and as an employee of a firm, the advantage that Akusia has is that the company is mandated to be able to do uh, a retirement solution. So the company has a tire one and then has a tire two. So this is where me, Akusia, is contributing, or Akusia, for instance, is contributing 5% of their salary, and the employer is matching it with 13.5%. So they have a mandatory uh, port of 18.5%, and that is what funds the SNIT Tire 1, and then funds the private sector Tire 2. Now, what we are saying is, and what we've noticed, since 2020 when we started paying benefits, you won't believe it, about 98 or 99% of people we've paid for the, who have accumulated their savings for the past 10 years, none of them took advantage. That, that 99% or let's say 1% under 1% took advantage of the third tire, which is voluntary in nature, which would have helped you to accumulate your savings. And even that, the, uh, they had a tax waiver of up to 16.5%. So you ask yourself, if 5% um, of my contributions can give me X, what if I was putting 10% of my contributions into a fund for the past 10 years? they would have walked away with a much healthier retirement fund than most of them have done in 2020 and going beyond. So for Akosia, for instance, the likes of Akosia, we are saying, does your company have a third tier? They can do it by having a provident fund. Even if they have a provident fund, ask yourself, how do I even start up my own personal pension? And the question is that your employer doesn't need to sign off on your personal pension. You, like I've said, how Kojo does, can sit in the comfort of your home and do star 714 star 333 hash. So what I've seen is that the tier one and two guarantee you a certain level of support. 
and that is deducted at source exactly. from your salary before yes. it is given to you. You have never had the power to go to them and say, you know what, this month things are tough, so don't deduct my estimate. I mean, it is taken from you. It is taken from you. For that reason, you are guaranteed some protection. So not just Smith. I mean, the, that's what I said. The, the mandatory nature is you have a portion of it which is Smith tier one, and then the tier two is for private sector like ourselves to yes. manage. Yes. But we manage the lump sum benefit. So we would pay you Correct. the 50,000 or the 30,000 or the 100,000 that we've invested. Based on your salary. Based, well, it's not based on your salary. Your contributions that we receive, we invest it. And then the returns that come, we add to the contributions and give back to you. So when I said based on your salary, I actually meant based on how much you've contributed and how much that's earned. Thank you. Which will be influenced by Exactly. Okay. Unlike Taiwan, where your benefit is actually based on your salary. Okay. Because like we said, for Taiwan, it's what we call the defined benefits. Okay. I get so, but for your Tier 2, it's your defined contribution. So it's actually what we call, like, I like the way you began this segment by saying money, money, money. It's actually your money purchased solution. Right. So that's what we, we, we take your 50 Ghana CDs, we invest in a, a, a series of investments, either treasury bills, we invest in equities, we have, so a, a number of investment vehicles that have been designed. Right. And then at the end of the period, we then give you and say, oh, the 50 Ghana CDs have been given to us, 60 Ghana CDs increment, now today is 10,000 Ghana CDs. Right. So for us, when you get to retirement, we say here is 10,000 Ghana CDs, which is a, a total of the investment value out of the 50 Ghana cities. So that's one side. Before, when you go to SNET, tier one, they would then be giving you the monthly amount, which is, like I said, if you had 1,000 Ghana cities, then it would have been 600 Ghana cities. That's what you'd be having. Great. Great. So you're saying that after 10 years of doing this, 99% of posts stop at what they will get monthly from SNET and the lump sum that you will give exactly. them, which is defined. Exactly. Now, what you are saying is that beyond these two, they should go to something that they have more control over, where you can determine that even if this is enough for me, I want to have a better future than is defined for me by, by the law, by taking advantage of the same law to put in place um, a non-compulsory amount exactly. every month. Exactly. And you are saying that you provide the convenience to determine which amount it is. Exactly. And we are saying that, I mean, the point is that we don't want you to hustle and say, um, okay, I missed this month. You know, is there a penalty? We are trying to encourage you to do it on your own. Hmm. And, and by so doing, you realize that the benefits to you is that I own this space and I can control it. I can even increase the amounts. Can you, can you contribute twice a month? You can contribute every day. Oh, okay. It's more, I'm still there. And, and I do this personally. I mean... What I try and do is somebody can say, Charlie, oh, Joe, Charlie, today is hard, old. I have a few friends. Oh, Charlie, can you send me some Momo to do? The okay, so if I send you Sister Ghana CD Momo, I'll send myself Sister Ghana CDs into my fund. Because what I was telling myself is, if I can dash you 60, if I can dash you 60 then I should be able to, to do something about my fund and, and increase it in that, in that manner. Big question, big question. Majority of our listeners are young people starting out in their careers, excited about what they are doing. Why should they be concerned about a discussion about retirement pensions and so on? When should they start taking that seriously? Now, why? Because you have the opportunity of time. And the beauty about, or the magic about investment is, the more time you have, the better returns of your investment over that period. So what happens is that you realize that when people are 50, 55, and they're almost 60, and they start these, it's good to start, it's better late than never, let me put it that way. But then the point is that I would have to put in, so if we both wanted, let's say, a million Ghana CDs, I probably might have to put in 5,000 Ghana CDs a month because I'm 55, let me put it that way. But if I'm 30, if I'm 30 I probably have to put in 100 Ghana CDs. You understand? That, so, that calculation, when you see it in real time, they can make you depressed. <laughs> So, so that's what I mean. For I, I, I sit here and I said, wow, when I started work, you know, way back 1998, 1999, I'm asking myself, my first salary that I got, I mean, imagine if I've been putting X amount, you know, aside myself. Today, I mean, I probably would have been very excited, far more excited than I am today, you know, and that is the beauty of time, you know. So to all my 
my young my young colleagues in the office and everywhere. I keep saying that once you're 20, 30, not 40, this is the time to do it because we believe that the more time you, you have, the better opportunity you have in terms of um, the, the value that you get at the end of the day. Let me see if I can summarize what you've been saying. I, I, I've taken it very seriously. and uh, Let's see if I can try and capture this in a small um, summary for the benefit of somebody listening very intently and seeing this is a serious matter. In fact, it's a very, very serious matter. So you're saying that if somebody is in the, in the formal sector, some provision has been made for you, but statistically, it is good but not enough at all. So take more control and then do a discretionary add-on that will improve the quality of your life. And if I were to go to numbers, you are seeing that most likely that provision that has been made will cater for 60% of your income thereabouts. And take control because you can push your investment or your, or your preparation towards something that will guarantee you about 85% thereabouts, which is a better figure than the 60%. Is that what you're saying? So statistically or theoretically, that is it. Except right. that in Ghana, don't forget that we're also fighting the inflation, the inflation okay. and okay. So, so we need to do more. Right. Yes. So that is like the basic that you should do. Yes. So you are saying that to make that happen, don't even come. You see, I'm no. not ready that you come to me. You sit where you are. Exactly. And now the star seven one four star three 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 hash. Once you do, you with a young, you can start something immediately. When? Now. Now. I think no. I get it. So somebody has 50 Ghana seeds in their momo. You can start with 10 Ghana seeds. Okay. Question two. You are saying that if you're in the informal sector, yours is even worse because your company has not made any provision for you. So you yourself take control and start where you are. And the same number is the number to dial. Op- option two, find the enterprise advantage app and download and do the same thing. Sit yes. in your house, open the account, and then start the investment. Good. Before we sign up, there are two things I would like to explore. Along the line, you mentioned that just to avoid slipping back, that, that was when the sneaky ladder came in before the break, just to avoid slipping from the progress you've made back to square one, provide for some contingencies. And you mentioned life insurance and funeral. Take a minute to help us understand how that fits into those matrix that we've described. So, like I gave the example of Kojo and, and, and Akos who have started this solution and don't forget that as individuals we are faced with certain risk question is that this fund that you are building you can only get access to it at certain times but then i might have some emergency so the question is that those emergencies come in the form of unforeseen events so there could be a death in the in the family immediate which is either kojo himself could pass on and then his family gets into trouble or his spouse could, could have it, or their parents. And I, I think even for, 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 for family members, the question is that if your in-law passes on, one way or the other, it also mm. falls on your leg. It's, it's, it's on the leg. Uh, it's on your leg. You can take insurance to cover these things. And I always tell people who have siblings that one of the beauty about siblings is take a policy together. Oh, okay. So we are siblings. So you take the policy Kojo takes a policy, Amma takes a policy. All of them have named the father as, as the one. We all, when the funeral happens, we all go for the meeting smiling because we know that we have a cushion. Sometimes when you have the fighting at the, <laughs> the family meetings, the it's funeral because, <laughs> the funeral. but if you have this cushion, you'll be surprised. The funeral planning is, goes very smoothly. Why? Because each of you have a policy that you know that you're cashing in to be able to to bear your, 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 your parents. You know, you've, 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 you've really made this very simple for understanding. And if you just joined us, this is a discussion about securing your financial future. It's anchored in the fact that the very first time we had a pension and, and a retirement planning conversation on radio, somebody called in literally in tears and said, when you don't hear things like this, when you retire, it is hell. And I know the person that's listening to the, I won't mention the name, but he calls me very often. And that was a wake-up call for us here at Springboard. So we've made a point every year to bring you back a conversation about financial planning, preparing for the future. Big Joe has been gracious enough to give us very simple to understand step-by-step guidelines, as well as, for me, the part I like, 
a, a number you can sit at home and dial and say, even if I'm feeling lazy, Charlie, I can start from here exactly. and build on from there. My final, final question to Cruz, Bijou, for somebody who says, hey, we are saying, so nobody told me this 10 years ago, can they put in a lump sum and then from there add their 10, 20, 30, 40 a, a it's month, very, a week, it's, it's, a it's very, year, whatever? It's very possible. The most important thing that I always tell people is start now. Start now. You know, and let the journey and, and let the journey begin. I mean, um, we are actually in our tenth year of um, of building the retirement port for people, and in our in in the tenth year, there's opportunity for people to take out some part of the fund to be able to do whatever you want to do, but without tax, because the government said if you contribute into this fund. Mm from a tax that's for the former sector workers, I'll give you a tax waiver of the percentage you are doing, but up to a cap of 16.5%. After 10 years, you can cash out. And if you cash out, I don't charge you any tax. But the question that we have to ask ourselves is, this fund is for retirement. So if after I look at myself as a 10-year cycle and I'm 30, and today I'm 40, because when you put started in 2012, I was 30. Today, I am 42. You know, and now it is 10 years. Government says, oh, you can cash out. But the cash out was simply to enable you to start that lump sum that you're talking about to help you to springboard to your retirement. That is a revelation. The word is springboard. Now, if you touch that springboard, what you effectively do is that you, you reduce the potential that you have for your actual retirement. But like I said, you are 42 today. The next 10 years, you'll be 52, and in the next 8 years, you'll be 60, which means that you'd have shot yourself down in that. So, the but I know the times that we are in is challenging. Everybody's looking for some disposable income here and there. We only encourage that make the right choices in terms of what you're using your fund for. If it's for retirement, please keep it as such. There are other solutions that can help you take a short-term loan, you know, where you can be able to pay off, such that you don't touch your pots but allow it to be able to grow. And right. we've come up with solutions. We came up with uh, the, pen, the first pension back mortgage solution where we are saying that use your retirement assets to get a loan to enable you to, to move into a home. And through that, we have uh, um, EcoBank and um, Stambik, who are partners in our, in our pension back mortgage solution, to be able to provide you with, with that solution. So it is important that we try and take a look at it. But I just want to encourage everyone that Retirement doesn't end because I have started the process. You know, I've started contributing because things come your way. So always take a look at all those contingencies that can actually hurt your fund. But have, because someone kind of says, can I make a withdrawal because I want a funeral? But if you're taking a life policy, you will not have it. Or I've lost, like I told you the story about the, the, a colleague who lost their property. You know, I've got to start all over again. Take a home insurance and you're covered. The motor insurance is largely because it's regulated. So most people would want to take it. Big deal. You know what? Any time we have this conversation and finish, I tell myself, let's do this again. Do you agree? Definitely so. Because there's always more to, more to talk about. I know that. There's I always that, more to talk I know about. That. And I am happy that you made time for this conversation. Thank you for coming. And thank our friends at Enterprise Trustees and by extension, the whole of the Enterprise Group for supporting this platform to make the lives of our people who listen and watch us better every week, providing a springboard for them. My name is Albert Okran, saying God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Do, do, do.